welcome back to another episode of God Built This Podcast. I'm your host, Maxine, and we're on episode 227. Yes, I'm Maxine. <laughs> Let's start off with that. Yes, this is my real name. This is me. Um, you don't know my last name unless you listen to some episodes that have said my last name, but I don't believe in putting on like a moniker to disguise my, you know, my thoughts, views, and opinions. I do want to say that everything I say here and everything that I say is always a reflective of myself. It is not a represent, uh, it's not a representation of anybody else, anything else, any conglomerate. It is me and me alone. And that should be respected. I think regardless of your place of employment, there should be a respect and um, just just some common decency when it comes to what you do outside of work. I think with some jobs, there's this idea of your work is your life. And I'll be damned. I'll be damned. Like I, <laughs> it's me and my pod forever. It's me and my pod forever. No, I'm dead ass, y'all. Like, I've been doing this for almost five years now. I released this podcast in 2018 towards, like, um, the end of the summer of 2018 and have been doing it ever since. Um, This is for me. Like, <laughs> whoever happens to listen to it, great. Like, I really appreciate That's why, I, like, I really appreciate every listen. I really appreciate... Um, everyone who reaches out and shares their, you know, and share their thoughts and opinions on whatever I said, and we'll have a lovely discourse and, you know, we go from there. But honestly, I do this for myself. This is something that is a part of my self care. It has been, um, a motivating factor for me and my, my thoughts and, um, it gets me excited. It gets me engaged. It's my art, really. Um, it's another form of expression of myself. And so uh, um, it sucks that we live in a time where I even have to say this part, what I'm about to say. But, you know, when you are expressing yourself, not everything said is literal. There is a lot of moments of exaggeration <laughs> and humor and just like just my effect to it all like I love to laugh and so I would jazz things up a bit with whether it's my tone or my word choice just my rhetoric alone is hilarious and I do this for myself so anyway I, I bring up the part that I I've done this for a little while now and I started off with, like, 12 listeners, honestly. And I was like, I'm still going to, like, that didn't deter me from doing this. And even now, sometimes I feel like it's really just me talking to myself because I'm literally just hearing myself. I wear my headphones. I'm just hearing myself. I'm not typically with a guest. Um, I haven't gotten, I haven't uh, returned a guest in a while. So maybe that'll happen sometime soon. But it's really just me, myself, and I. And I sometimes I forget, like, oh, yeah, I released this for others to hear. <laughs> but, and whatever. Like, I stand by what I say. I stand by the thoughts and opinions that I disclose. I stand by it. And I understand that not everything I say is politically correct. And 
and and so what and it is and, and okay i'm doubling down some more you know what i mean and it doesn't okay like <laughs> i just think if we are afraid to speak our mind and share our authentic feelings then it really speaks to, to, to the society that we're in. Um, and I refuse to get painted any form of phobic, right? Oh, you're transphobic, you're phobic. Yo. Well, you don't look right phobic. How about that? You come in every day and you look a hot mess. What, what's the phobic for that? You don't like looking good phobic? You got that going on because you clearly don't know how to dress. Is the mic on? Hello? Do y'all hear me? I'm just, <laughs> what the fuck? Niggas are so quick to be like, oh, you're this, you're that, you're, I I'm a woman. How about that? Let let's go back to that topic. I'm a woman, and I don't have to convince you otherwise. I don't have to tell you my pronouns because, nigga, who do you see? Who do you see? A woman. Okay, period. Ended there. Like, let's stop. stop. I'm not playing these games. And I just think, you know, when you don't stand for something, whoever said that, was it Malcolm X? Who said that quote? But whoever, if you don't stand for something, you fall for anything. And uh, <laughs> it is what it is. <laughs> no, look, I, uh, I say all that uh, because I have some listeners who find it within their schedule to to listen and be offended and think it is <laughs> of their rights and moral aptitude to go to someone and be like hey Maxie hey just like this pussy shit like if you don't get a life if you don't go fuck your husband, go raise your kid. You know, go go find a hobby. You know, and I'm I'm very much um <clears throat> discreet when it comes to my podcast, which is weird, right? Because you should be promote and I like I promote it as far as like the bare minimum, and I do want to work on that. I understand it's not just for me, and I want to get bigger, and I want to eventually do this. All, you know, da -da -da. I get this, I get, I get, I get all that, but. I purposely don't disclose it in certain settings, you know? Like, there's no need for me to share what I do outside of work at work. Like, what? <laughs> what? Like, what are we doing? Like, I don't really talk about myself outside of how to do my job effectively. And I just find it laughable when people have time to Google search me or Instagram me down and when they find out that, oh, my gosh, she is she does things outside of. <gasps> oh, my gosh, she has a life. Oh, my gosh, she goes out from time to. Oh, my gosh, she likes to eat brunch. Oh, my gosh, look at her in her bikini. She wears a bikini at work. No, at the beach. She wears a bikini at the beach. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, 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 I do. Anyway, I just, um, and I want to speak to this whole, like, power system. You know, I think people think with titles or with the labels that they carry, 
they they feel like they they hold power in some way no 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 i am the one with the power right i am the one who can dictate what i do and what i don't do no one controls me i am not a puppet i am not a child and i speak my speech and i defend myself and i will go from there but i i refuse to be put in a corner i refuse to be spoken to as such a child um I don't know. Anyway, I just went on a tangent. I don't know why I started off like that. <clears throat> I kind of said what I needed to say in this topic per the last episode. Oh, in case you haven't noticed, if you are a an on-time listener, and by that I mean you listen on Tuesdays and Fridays on time, right? Like, by that order, you don't you don't like wait until there's like five episodes out and then you catch up by the end of the month you are an on-time listener then you know what I'm referring to because last Friday you noticed the episode on the main platform was just 15 minutes long (gasps) oh my gosh what's going on but if you notice at the end of the episode I had a little outro and it led you to the patreon and what i am doing for friday's episodes moving forward is giving you guys a little taste about 15 minutes and reminding you to join the patreon because that is where you will that is where you will hear the full episode for friday's episode now does that mean i'm not going to be all frank and forward on my Tuesday episodes? No, that doesn't mean that. <laughs> I just <laughs> Maybe I'll be a little bit more frank and forward on my Friday episodes, but I look at everything as a purposeful plan, right? I think um some recent events took place that gave me the push to put some content behind the paywall. And I've been meaning to get back to that. I think I was discouraged because I only got like a, I only got like not too many patrons and eventually no patrons. (laughs) So then I was like, well, what the fuck am I doing this for? But it was always available. And I'm like, you know what? I have to have the same energy as I do for my main podcast to uh, what I display on my Patreon. And that, I believe, will increase engagement and it will increase my patron count for my patreon so that is what i feel is this purposeful plan here um the recent events that took place that gave me the idea to you know what i'm going to snip it some episodes and i decided on my friday episodes Because Friday really has been just the additional episodes anyway. You guys know I've only been doing Tuesday episodes and it's been once a week. And just the past recent months, I decided to increase my episode count because I was like, I want to. I have more to say and I don't want to wait until the whole week goes by to say what I want to say. 
And so I decided to keep it at, I decided to increase it to twice a week. And you guys have been listening to two free episodes twice, you know, yeah, twice a week. And I'm like, you know, um, you know, you know what I discuss, you know how I give it, you know, I have, you know how I get down. So if you have enjoyed Friday's episodes and the, just the additional episode of Friday, then I hope you will consider becoming a patron and you'll be able to hear the full Friday episodes moving forward on Patreon. So that's just a quick disclose, um, or, or di- disclaimer. Um, but yeah, if you are an on-time listener, you are already aware. And if you're not an on-time listener, you'll get hip. <clears throat> okay, so let's go ahead and move forward. Mr. Rogers has been canceled. Oh, God, I'm so sick of y'all. I'm so sick of everybody in this victimhood badge of honor culture. I'm so sick of everyone finding a reason to go back in time and decide who should be canceled. So Mr. Rogers, as you guys know, remember Mr. Rogers? Ooh, excuse me. Um, childhood show, Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood on PBS. And uh, he's this white guy, an older white man who always wore cardigans and loafers and khaki pants. And he'll teach you about, like, friendship and kindness. And he'll have some songs. He'll take off his shoes by the end of the episode, and he'll leave the episode with an outro, and then he'll walk out of the scene. Oh, my gosh. Like, that was my childhood. Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood was definitely one of just the shows that I grew up uh, watching. So back then, a couple of times throughout his series, he sung a song, and the lyrics to the song is called the lyrics to the songs, the lyrics to this song are boys and boys are boys from the beginning. I think I think I remember the tone. Boys are boys from the beginning. Yeah. Girls are girls from the start. And then something goes in between that. And then there's another line that says only girls can be the mommies and only boys can be the daddies whatever and then it goes from there and so he's sung that consistently throughout this series and uh, you know the queer community this transgender community feel as though this is offensive and it is overall problematic because it's it's not encouraging kids to be quote-unquote who they want to be or their true selves, however they want to put it. You know what I mean? Um, You know, when I think about this, I think about how growing up, you know, you had Tomboys. Tomboys was a title given to girls who liked to play with boys, who liked sports and getting rough and dirty, who didn't like to get dolled up and dressed up, who didn't like to get her hair done, 
they were called tomboys. And they eventually grew out of it. They eventually dated when it was time to date, they dated men, old boys and, you know, young boys and, you know, moving forward. But nowadays you have kids who are the typical tomboys, if you want to look at it from back then standards. But because of this, they're encouraged to, hey, I mean, you're a boy. Why don't you just go ahead and transform into a boy? Why don't you... You really feel like a boy, right? You you really feel like one of the boys? That means you are a boy. Right? Like so you have kids now believing that they are a boy. You have girls now believing that they are boys because they like boy activities. They like sports. They like to get dirty. And they're now being indoctrinated into thinking the only way to to really be who I am is to become a boy. Instead of just letting this phase, because that's what it is, instead of just letting this phase pass on by, they're now encouraged to chop their breasts, um not wear pads because that'll be (laughs) evidence that they're girls right like and so you have girls being forced to to go about permanent changes instead of just like letting kids just be kids sexualization of children has been a thing very heavily now for the, you know, for the last recent years. And Mr. Rogers is seen as someone who is giving warning of transgenderism. When, if we really want to take a pause and look at this, it is common for kids to be confused about their gender, you know, because stereotypically girls are believed to only play with dolls while boys are believed to get into sports don't cry be tough and buff and instead of looking at people as individuals rather than just you know you're supposed to be in this box we immediately assume that oh if you feel like you want to get rough and dirty that means you're a boy go ahead and transition and vice versa for the for the boy. Instead of just looking at this person as an individual, right? Instead of just looking at the kid as an individual who just likes to play sports, it doesn't mean that the kid is wanting to be a girl or really feels like a girl. Because what the fuck does that even mean? Like let's let's start there. What does feeling like a girl mean? What does that mean? Because if y'all can't even answer the question of what is a woman, then what is what is you feeling like a girl mean? <laughs> you see how it doesn't make it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. And, and if I have to be the one to continue to call out the nonsense, then so be it. Again, going back to that quote, who said that? Was it Malcolm X? Who said if you don't? fall no if you don't 
stand for you fall for who i feel like it was, oh my bad it was so this adage this adage adage anyway is attributed to alexander hamilton peter marshall's uh-uh all these white guys i could have sworn it was for malcolm x stop playing with me yes okay it is for malcolm x so what the fuck Maybe Malcolm X got it from those white guys, but I'm going to just give the credit only to Malcolm X, okay? If you don't stand for something, you, you will fall for anything. And I'm standing for truth. I'm standing for logic. I'm standing for this doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. You can't talk about in one breath you don't know what a woman is, but yet you believe you're a woman and you're a man. Okay, so Mr. Rogers, you know, people have so much, that's the thing, people have so much time on their hands to go backwards in time. Mr. Rogers should be protected. He's dead. The man is dead. The man is dead. And you think it's... (laughs) So the, the lyric, so, okay, there's another part of the lyric. He says, everybody's fancy, everybody's fine, your body's fancy, and so is mine. So what he's, he also had an interview, and he talks about how, like, it's common for young kids to to feel confused, to feel like they don't like their bodies. And you just kind of go through these things when it's really about your hormones. It's really about what are you eating? <laughs> you know what I mean? Do you not feel good in your body because you're getting a stomach ache? Because you ate too much junk food? That's it. That's really what it is. It's not about, oh, I really want to have a dick. You know, girls grow up to be the mommies. Boys grow up to be the daddies. Everybody's fancy. I don't know how that part, that, that tune goes. But he's saying, really, embrace your body as it is. And that really just, that's in alignment with the world nowadays. You know, the world is telling us to just, you know, if you, if you tell a fat person to lose weight, then you're fat phobic, right? <laughs> Chad, let's talk about the Grammys, bro. I'll talk about the Grammys in a moment. But, you know, the world is so on this wave of embrace your body as it is. You don't need to change. You don't need to change your diet. You're being fat phobic if you do. But it's like... Nah, bitch, I'm just letting you know, hey, when you eat right, you feel right. And it helps you mentally. It helps you physically. It helps, like, <laughs> let's just stop. Um, so he's in alignment. He's in alignment with what, what, with what the rhetoric is now. So the issue is because he's saying girls become mommies and that boys become daddies. <laughs> daddies Ooh. um this is stupid anyway protect mr rogers and stop mutilizing our children kids are confused and we should not encourage them to do something permanent just to fit this agenda that is being pushed pushed upon us in so many ways it's really disturbing you know like and honestly i know people like to say oh well wait until they're 18 wait until even then by that time if you're still feeling like this then i don't know 
I don't know, but sure, fine. At least wait until you're 18, then you'll make some permanent changes. But I recently read an article of a detransitioner, okay? This, let me go to it directly. So this person, I need to make sure which gender she changed from. Okay, it was a girl. So a born woman transitioned into a man. And in this transition, she got her breasts cut off because she went through the surgery needed to do that. Um, so she is suing the medical team because she feels as though she wasn't protected and she realizes that the surgery should not have been given to her at such a young age. And now so she's suing the, the medical team. Now, look, I don't know how far she'll go with that. Let me read this article. So sometimes in the shower, I realize they're gone. Quotes. I just have these scars. Camille, who was 32 years old, had her healthy breasts removed in 2020 to align with her non-binary gender identity. She says her doctors approved the surgery after two Zoom meetings. <laughs> I can't. Like, sh something should have ringed in your ear, right? Something should have been like, you know what? This this was too easy. And I know it happened during the pandemic, so maybe that should maybe that made her feel okay with the decision because oh, I can't meet you in person. We did it via Zoom, but something as drastic as this. This should have been met in person. This should have been more than one meeting. So she says her doctors approved the surgery after two Zoom meetings. <laughs> it's crazy. After two Zoom meetings, breezing past a whole host of mental health issues. Okay, and that says another thing. Oftentimes, you, you know, people who want to chop off this, chop off that, they're going through something mentally. They're not in their right mind. And we should not encourage them to make something so drastic that they will, not even maybe, most likely, no, 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 you will regret. So now that Camille is in a better place mentally, she realizes her surgery was a mistake. So two and a half years later, she's suing her social worker, therapist, and the gender clinics they work for. Oh, you know what? I thought she was young when she got this surgery. Um, so she wasn't young. She was definitely of age, you know, so she's 32 now. Um, in 2022, she was still of age when she got this done. So as a child, Camille never gave her gender identity a thought. But when her best friend was raped by a relative in sixth grade, she says she became acutely aware of her femininity. Mm, okay, so let's speak on that. I think a lot of times people who are, and not even I think, I've known a couple of people who are in that community who feel very strongly about I'm non-binary or I'm not the gender I was born in. They're feeling like that because it's, it's from trauma. You have a lot of people out here just living lives as their traumatic age 
or the age that they experience trauma, right? So they have arrested development and they're still operating from that 14-year-old girl, that 10-year-old boy who was raped, who was molested over and over again. And to protect themselves from what happened to them, even though it already happened, they are doing whatever needs to be done to remove themselves from the body that was raped, right? So in this example here, which I find it to be, maybe if I keep reading, I'll learn more, but I just have to cut cut off real quick. I think it's interesting because she wasn't raped directly, but she had a close friend, so her best friend was raped, and that traumatized her, which is understandable because I, you know, I know someone who been through that. Let me just say that. I know someone who been through that. And as the person who wasn't raped, but who was very close to the person who was, I still felt that trauma. I still carry that trauma. And there's some level of survivor's remorse that I feel because of the person who I know in my proximity who experienced something like, who experienced this verbatim, being raped by a relative. So um, I get that. I think sometimes, though, I don't know. Like, when I think about trauma, I think about, I want to say, like, what the fuck? How do you get over something like that? Let me just sit on this real quick. I don't know. I really don't know. I think sometimes it takes time. Um, it takes a perspective shift. I know the typical answer that people give is, oh, it takes therapy and all these things. But sometimes therapy, I don't know. I'm not all the way of an advocate for therapy. Not all the time. I think sometimes with therapy, it can make you feel empowered in a negative way. And by that, I mean you are always shifting the blame to everyone else and not accepting responsibility for any little thing. Um, Obviously not for something like this, for this topic, but I think overall sometimes there are therapists who is all about just, you're right, this is your truth, (laughs) everything's okay. You are right all the time. It's like, no, you're not. Anyway, going back to this, um... I do find it a little strange, though, because um, I feel like, yes, I'm sure she carried on the the trauma that her best friend experienced, but that is a very drastic way to carry on trauma, right? And uh, sure, who am I to judge, but I I, I do think it's a little drastic. I would understand a little bit more if the best friend who was raped decided to go through a gender transformation even then of course I'm not an advocate for it I I, because I I don't want I try to look at things as I am not wanting to play not just a victim but like just the pity card like I don't want you to win you know what I mean like if you hurt me Sure, I can't take back that 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 moment in time, that heinous act, but 
what I can do moving forward is live my best life, right? What I can do moving forward is go after my goals and dreams and accomplish them and live life very peacefully and all that. I could go about, I have control over that. I can't control what happened when I was 9, 10, or, you know, whatever age it was. I can't go back and stop this moment from happening, but I can control my life moving forward to the best of my ability. And when I think of someone who decides to transform their whole gender identity because of a nearby assault, I think you're giving that assault more power. Like, you're giving people more power over you. Anyway, so around that time, her father also imparted well-meaning. My dad told me about how men talked about girls because he wanted to protect me and to get me to dress more conservatively. But it made my anxiety worse. All that really screwed me up. I remember I was even afraid to be alone. From that point on, she began dressing more androgynously. I didn't want to highlight my curves. I had a lot of discomfort around my breasts and hips. <sighs> so you became a man, right? Because of... Uh. But the idea that she might not actually be a woman didn't occur to Camille until she enrolled at Portland. Of course, Portland, the most left-wing place ever. God dang. <laughs> She enrolled at Portland State University where she minored in gender studies, pointless as minor, and was introduced to alternative views about sex and gender. That's a, that's a problem. Stop being introduced to these things. Maybe, um, you, know, these some, you know, some religious cults um, like Mormonism or like the extreme version of, of Adventist, Seventh-day Adventist, they discourage their worshipers to go to college because they feel as though college is going to infiltrate your mind and you're going to become secular. They have a point. Honestly, they have a point. You have shit like this as a perfect example here. It wasn't until she went to college <laughs> when she was introduced to alternative views about sex and gender. Now, she was protected in her bubble, not to say, you know, religious cults are a good idea, but I think in this respect, I think they have a, they, they hold a candle. <laughs> um, by the time she reached her mid-20s, she embraced a non-binary label and used, God, anyway, moving on with the pronoun crap, all the while she was struggling with a slew of mental health issues including anxiety disorder, social anxiety, PTSD, major depressive disorder, and ADHD. It's not your gender, ma'am. It's your mind. It's, that's what it is. Going back to Mr. Rogers. Mr. Rogers talked about it. You know, in the interview that um, is resurfacing, he talked about how kids will oftentimes get confused because they don't know what's going on with their bodies or maybe girls don't you know like the experience of course getting their periods you know that's not a favorable experience as a girl and they will they're probably talking to their male friends 
and wish that they didn't have a period. Now, we're going to tell that girl, oh, because you wish you don't have a period, that means you're a boy. Let's go ahead and transition. Hold my hand. Like, what? No, it is what the fuck it is. You're a girl, you have periods. You know what I mean? Like, stop giving power to these intrusive thoughts or stop giving power to moments that happened that was out of your control that were traumatic and brought a slew of mental health issues. That's the issue here. It's not about you feeling like you're a boy. No, you were traumatized by the by the assault that happened to your best friend. You were traumatized by your father telling you of how boys think. You know, and I can't fault the dad all the way when it comes to this because I think the dad was just, sometimes dad does that. You know, dads do that. Dads say things to protect their kid from becoming a whore, right? I'm going to say this to you so you don't get on the pole. That is the greatest fear of a father. They do not want their female, their daughter, (laughs) their female daughter, what? They do not want their daughter to become strippers. They don't. So it's a hard pill to swallow and to prevent that from becoming a reality. I'm going to scare my child from (laughs) embracing her femininity, you know, from being okay in her her female body. (sighs) And unfortunately, she was already, I guess she was already sensitive to some mental health issues. Maybe there's there's a record of this in her family. Because to have all of these issues, it makes me wonder what, you know, what her father has, what her mother has, what her grandma has. Anyway, so if she had a hold on her mental health issues, then it probably wouldn't have led to her thinking it was the right idea to get her breast cut off. In the depths of the pandemic in 2020, Camille, then 30, was still struggling and thought gender-neutral top surgery could ease her mental health issues. See, that's the problem. People are so focused on the surface. Look, in, look inward. Oftentimes, it's never the surface, right? It's never the surface, oftentimes, oftentimes. But it's inward. How can my thoughts be destructive oh because i'm struggling with anxiety social anxiety ptsd all these things so of course i'm going to look on my physical i'm going to look in the mirror and be unhappy and immediately i'm just going to say oh it's because i'm a boy because i don't like my body i don't like my breasts i don't like this i don't like that So she says, quote, I was so dysfunctional and I just wanted something that was going to help me. She just wanted help. I thought I would be happier. Mm, She got a referral to a major gender clinic in Oregon. Of course, it's in Oregon where she talked to doctors via Zoom twice, once in May and once in July, each time for about an hour. So a total of two hours talking to doctors via Zoom. And that was all it took. She says she never saw anyone in person before she had her breast removed on August 28th. Wow. 
complications were almost immediate. You think? She says she experienced trouble swallowing. Wow. And scopolamine poisoning from a patch on the back of her ear meant to treat nausea, which caused her pupils to dilate for months post-surgery. And people be like, oh, if you don't let them get surgery to become the opposite gender, then they're going to kill themselves. No, really? They'll kill themselves after the surgery because of all these complications. The fuck? I would have been down. The- <laughs> Let me not say an idea. But I would have been. I would have been. Because that's crazy. You mean to tell me you go through all the surgery, you think it's going to make you happy, and then you realize you're even more miserable, right? You're even more disgusted with yourself. Ooh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if she has a case, though. I really don't know if she has a case. Sure, she could say, well, the doctors didn't properly care for me as a patient because they should have warned me of all these complications. I don't know if they didn't warn her so far from what I've read nothing has been said about that. So I don't know if they didn't warn her. All I do know is she had two Zoom meetings, two hours in total. I don't know how much warning could be shared about the suspected complications. I don't know. All of a sudden, she said the doctors who approved of her surgery and validated her feelings left her in the lurch. Doctors took me seriously up until surgery, but after I developed all these complications, I noticed they stopped taking me seriously. I was on my own at that point. And while she hoped the procedure would help her mental health, she wasn't quite so sure when she saw the final results. I remember when the doctor took the bandages off, I felt kind of mixed. In the ensuing months, Camille got her mental and physical health in order and once again identifies as a female. (laughs) It's just preposterous because this all could have been prevented. That's my point. This all could have been prevented. She could have gotten her mental and physical health in order prior to making such a big-ass move. But because you have institutions and workplaces and doctors and pharmaceutical companies who are in it for the money, who get a bonus, who get an incentive, who get a reward for encouraging such drastic, permanent, and dangerous behavior and surgeries and things that can't be undone. You can't undo this. So because she was able to just go through the cracks and not get any pushback, she is now without breasts. She is now she she's and now she's going back to oh I'm I'm a, I'm a, I am a woman oh really? And all it took was for her to get her mind right, and that's all it does. That's all it that's all it takes really. Get your mind right. You stress. You out of the, you out of order. Um, you feel sad all the time. Get your mind right. Get your mind right, shorty. Get your mind right. Get your mind right. Isn't that a song, right? I think something just came up in my mind. I think it's a song. Get your mind right. 
She says she now sees the situation from a more stable viewpoint. Oh, really? And my thing is, where was her mom? Where was her mom? Where was her dad? Like, did she get any pushback from her family members? But I think sometimes, though, when you are so gun-ho about something, there's no opinion who could steer you from that. So if you are so dedicated to the idea that getting your top surgery done will make you feel happy, then regardless of what someone with a stable mind may say to you, you are still going to go through with it. (sighs) There's nothing to transition to as (laughs) non-binary. That's what makes sense. It is what it is. There's no third sex out there. There isn't. It's just based on a feeling that this would be a good fit for you. And where does that feeling come from? It comes from a mental health concern. That's where it comes from. You having a feeling that you're supposed to be a boy, that comes from depression. That comes from social anxiety. That comes from ADHD. That comes from any of those. Because I don't know, what what is that? What does feeling like a boy mean? That's not a feeling. Sadness is a feeling. Happiness is a feeling. Confusion is a feeling. And that's what you are, confused. It's a designer surgery, but I didn't think of it at the time. It's a weird Frankenstein surgery that they're doing, end quote. <sighs> I mean, God bless. I I don't know. I don't know how far she's going to go with this. And she is one of many. She is one of many. There's another guy in, introduced to this um, article who did something else. Like, he did another. He's another example of detransition. That must fucking suck. And, we again, we don't have enough conversation about this. We don't have enough um reality checkpoints we're just so quick to affirming people no we should not affirm people all the time especially for something like this so god bless um mr rogers is still good in my book boys are boys girls are girls cancel me for that that's crazy um but yeah that's fucking crazy that's crazy. God bless. And again, I think it just goes back to trauma. Sometimes with trauma, if it's unresolved, if it is still in your face, right? If you always have to frequent your abuser, that could lead to mental health issues, which in that which then could lead to you doing something permanent. Okay? And you oftentimes you have people who are just still dealing with trauma and that is the result of that god bless um okay a popular twitch streamer gets backlash for watching ai deep fake porn of the likeness of popular female streamers now i didn't see what the big deal was (laughs) let's go back to the porn talk Let's go back to the porn talk real quick. You know, a couple of episodes ago, I talked about how we're not all addicts. Or <laughs> what if I t- what did I title it? I was like, 
anyway, the, the point of that episode, again, just goes back to, like, this whole purity mindset or approach that we have when it comes to porn. You know, it's okay to like porn. It's okay to want to, you know, rub your clit. Rub your clit if you love hip-hop. Rub it. <laughs> I'm dead ass. It's fuck your dick. Like, it's okay. And I, I just hate that we are shaming ourselves from physical pleasure. You know, you know that's consensual. You know, if if it's with yourself, of course. But you know, otherwise. Anyway, the point is, this this topic here. You have a Twitch streamer who is getting backlash because apparently he was watching an artificial intelligence deep fake, which I still understand the name for that, but it's just an AI generated porn site that uses the likeness of real people. So you will have, this is, (laughs) this is just my thoughts and my thoughts alone. You will have like a Michelle Obama, her likeness, in the body of an actual porn star and it will look just like Michelle Obama because AI generated it. So you'll see the former first lady getting her back wrought out, (laughs) getting her back broke. Okay. And that is just another level of porn. (laughs) It is. Um, anyway, so he got, in trouble or he got a lot of backlash for watching this type of porn in the likeness of popular female streamers. I don't know what the big deal is. I think the big deal is because he may know them. I think he knows them um, personally, you know, within that Twitch world. I'm sure they all know each other. And maybe those female streamers, those popular, because it said popular, those popular female streamers were bothered when they found out that he was watching a AI-generated porn flick of them. Um, but I think it's just such a big-ass deal. It's, I think it's not like he generated the porn himself. <laughs> what are we talking about? Did he create it? No. Okay, okay, that's it. He just, so according to what he said, and this is based off of what he said, he was already on, <laughs> I'm laughing already, he was already on Pornhub, which again, do what you gotta do. Flick your bean, whatever. He was already on Pornhub, and he clicked an ad. In the ad, it already showed that it's an AI deep fake porn site. So he was aware when clicking the ad that it was going to lead him to an AI deep fake porn site. As he was in that site, I don't know if he was able to request a a porn video of one of the popular female streamers or if those videos were already available and he just so happened to click the video and watch it. Not just so happened. He intentionally clicked it, of course. But either way, okay, whatever. He did He did it. And so what? It's not like he really saw a video of these women and passed it on, you know, without their consent. That's what I'm trying to get at here. Like, what is the issue here? First of all, he didn't create it. 
It's not really them. It's AI. All, like, we all got porn out here. Because you have... We're in 2023. The system now is fake. Every This may not even be my voice. I, this may be a lie. <laughs> no, it, it's me. It's me. No, um, but, you know, chat GPT is a new... is the latest AI thing in which you have a robot who will speak in your in your rhetoric in your in your speech and it does it in a written format right so you could have this platform called ChatGPT that platform could write your essays if you're a student um that platform could speak on behalf of you as you and be the one controlling your website and speaking to the fans or listeners of your podcast, like stuff like that. I do wonder what my AI would say, (laughs) but no, that's the problem. We have to stop wondering and stop caring about AI. We have to stop giving it the power, even though I do have a, um, anyway, I don't know. I just, I, free this twitch streamer he said that he he claims he did not know what he was going to view but i do call that bullshit like come on yeah he did yeah he did (laughs) but he said as he was on pornhub he clicked the ad and it led him to the website um i don't know he his his last name is atrioc or maybe that's just a part of his his um his online name i don't know but Atrioc profusely apologized on camera. He cried dramatically. Like, what are you crying about? Because you watch porn? Of robots? Of robots. Okay. And said he was, and th- again, and said he was going to step away from content creation for a while. Again, this is selective morality at best. This is selective morality. What the fuck are you crying for? Because you watch porn of robots. Really? Oh, and these robots just so happen to look like the popular female streamers who's in the same community as you. Okay. What? But it's not really them. It's 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 the it's the AI. It's not really them. Um it's not really their bodies. It's just this generated site that created this content. So again, what what are we what? It's just so weird. Like, we have the selective morality approach when it comes to these things, you know. We encourage children to get their dicks cut off and then we get mad at a nigga watching porn (laughs) on his own time. Let's talk about parasocial relationships with celebrities. I have been a victim of this because for so long I have been – you know, and I still am, but for so long, I, I was really just die hard. You can't tell me nothing about Beyonce. You can't give me any critique about her. You can't even get come to me with, like, receipts of she's an Illuminati, right? Um, and it really speaks to parasocial relationships, how we, we build connections with these artists, you know, with these celebrities, with these stars, and 
that is the purpose of music. You know, music is supposed to make you feel connected to the topic, to the sound. It, you know, it makes you feel happy. It makes you feel encouraged. It makes you feel empowered. It makes you feel less alone. You feel less alone when you realize that you are, you know, someone else out there knows what you're going through and to able to put it behind a nice beat and a nice melody and it sounds great. But what happens when you blur the lines between you as a fan and you thinking you're actually close to that celebrity? I was watching the Grammys last, well, whenever, yeah, I was watching the Grammys and there was a segment in, throughout the show in which the fans had this table talk of who should win album of the year. And everyone was giving their reason why this artist should win album of the year. Um, one fan was an advocate for Mary J. Blige, who had an album out. I didn't know she had an album out. I knew that song, Good Morning Gorgeous. But I didn't know she had an album with it. Honestly, her music has fell off for me. And I think it's because I, I'm i just not in that headspace of just, like, down and out. And when I just listen to Mary J. Blige's voice, it always makes me feel down and out, regardless of the tone. She's always talking about some struggle. She's always going through it. She's always, like, stomping her feet. And it's like, you know what? Never mind. And when I do listen to her music... It's only her old music. And the reason behind that is, it's just, it brings me to that memory, to that moment in time when that feeling was so rich, when everything just was so pure. And so I, I connect those two together when I listen to her songs back then. But now, I think her music just doesn't do it for me. It's just... I don't know, I'm just kind of over it. I'm, I'm, you know, and I, and that's where I am right now. Also, when it comes to this whole parasocial relationships, like I'm over it. I'm over feeling like, oh my gosh, I have to go see this artist. I have to go see Beyonce live. I don't have to do anything. I, really, I just have to live, and that's it, right? I don't have to do any of this. Like I don't have to break the bank. And make this purchase. I don't have to just find a way and, you know, get a loan. And I don't want to do any of that. But for so long, I used to think that way. And so many people still think that way. And I'm not here to judge you because I know how it was. Trust, I know how it was. I was there for a long time. But since adulting and realizing, hey, you know what? I got priorities that are more important than purchasing this Beyonce ticket. And I would love to go. Don't get me wrong. I would love to go, but it is not on top of my list. If anyone wants to gift me a Beyonce ticket, I will gladly accept. Hint, hint. <laughs> no, I mean, I am dead ass. Like, that'd be great. I would love that. But I'm not, I'm not paying for it. I'm not paying for it. So... God bless. Um, I just think we have to kind of move forward. And I just, it also speaks to the celebrity culture. 
we are so um we're so embedded to these celebrities and it's like yeah they say you know i think thank you to all my fans and if, if it wasn't for you i want to Sure, they say their things and they give us the value of their music, of their content, and we feel great from it. But I also feel like we have to check ourselves sometimes. You know, sure, we could support the artists who have given us life, you know, metaphorically. You know, we could support this artist because this artist continues to drop content that speaks to your soul. And I, I support all of that. I, I just think we have to draw the line sometimes, you know when if you're debating if you, if you should pay your your credit card debt versus paying for this Beyonce ticket you know like I just think sometimes we have to determine you know like what <laughs> and of course if you could figure out a system in your budget that works well for you to purchase this luxury item then do it. I think that's fine. But I just think if you are breaking your neck and back and foot, all these things to, to get this thing, you know, for the celebrity, I just think sometimes you have to like, let it go. Let's let it go. So as I was watching the Grammys, there was, you know, typically every year I've noticed, I don't watch it every year. I, I've stopped watching it for a couple of years. I don't know exactly how many years I stopped watching it, but it's been a while. I want to say at least four, three or four years I haven't watched the Grammys. Um, and I decided to watch it this year because my mom called me. And my mom knew how much of a Beyonce stan I was growing up, you know, just being in the house, always talking about her, always going to her concerts, spending bank just to see her and see her consistently. And so she knew how much of a fan I was. And so she called me letting me know Beyonce is – going to be at the Grammys, and I think maybe I heard her say, maybe she didn't say it, and maybe I just imagined it in my mind, but I thought she said she was going to perform. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, if she's going to perform, then I definitely have to watch it. So that was really the only reason why I wanted to watch the Grammys or or that, you know, that I tuned in for. Um, but she never performed, so she didn't perform. And I was like, damn, if she performed, at least I would have seen her perform Renaissance, you know, her album, um, if I don't go to her concert live. Anyway, so she didn't perform, but I did still watch it. I just decided to even just go ahead and watch the whole thing. And she was in attendance. She collected some awards and just, you know, it was just Beyonce glow, all these things. Anyway, I, I'm not surprised with the type of performances that are constant at the Grammys because this is a constant thing. There is always some outlandish performance that make you believe this is satanic, right? It's very satanic. <laughs> Not even make you believe. This, this is satanic. Um, there's a song called Unholy performed by Sam Smith who looks totally different. That nigga, first of all, I knew he was gay, but God dang, I didn't know he was all the way into wearing drag. Like that wasn't how we were introduced to him at all so I was totally taken aback by his appearance but okay um whatever <laughs> you know do you I just really loved his voice and I was like such a fan of his music and I say it was but I'm just saying I haven't listened to him recently because I don't know I don't really keep up with the new music and all that stuff but anyway so seeing him 
now and realizing that, oh, he's not looking the same as he did when we were first introduced to him, I was taken aback. His performance was very raunchy and satanic. So he was wearing this corset. He was, like, look, we, I knew he was gay. Right, I knew he was gay. I have no look. I have no problem with you being. I have no problem with you being gay. It's not that I don't care. Let me just make this very clear in case anyone is listening and feel confused about where I stand. I'm a complex being, right? Like I have strong opinions on this half, and then on another half, I may feel like you know what? It's a gray area, and that's the beauty of being an adult or just being a human being. You have the right to decide what works best for you. And that's it. Never do I impose myself on other people in their lives. I'm just here to share my take and my opinions. And that's what I always like to stand on. You know, that's the essence of the show, of this podcast. God built this. I'm standing on my opinions. I'm not wavering. I'm not doubling. Or I am doubling down. Um, and that's just what it is. Um, but yeah, I just think the the children aspect you know when it comes to children being encouraged to become the opposite gender and transform in a dramatic and permanent way I have a big problem with that I really do and it saddens me that saying the the bare minimum of boys are boys girls are girls stop asking me about this bullshit ass pronoun shit is it, it saddens me that we can't even speak that way. So when, as I was watching the Grammys, it, during the first half of the Grammys, there was a satanic performance by Sam Smith. Beautiful song. Like, I like the melody. Like, I think the, the sound is great. If you go back to the Bible, Lucifer, he was the angel of... Oh, I forget the, the specific name, but he was... He was good with music, okay? He was known for his musical talent. Um, so I'm not surprised, right? I'm not surprised that you have the music industry being known for its demonic ways. Um, so I think uh, that performance, though the sound and the melody and his talents are his talents, I can't take that away from him. And so when I was watching this performance, I was like, dang, this is like a very loud, satanic performance. And then towards the end of the of the Grammys, you hear um, a performance or you see a performance of God Did by DJ Khaled and all the other people attached to it. And it's just so funny to me because, like, you start off with the devil and then you finally end off with God. Or even throughout the uh, ceremony, the the award show, people are thanking God. And it's like, it, it was kind of a, a beautiful mess in a way because I see it as, you know what, this is the world. You have people from different walks of, uh, of life, people with different belief systems, and that's what it is. You know, like, we shouldn't force anyone to feel one way or the other. We should coexist. We should live just fine with each other 
despite our differences in viewpoints. So I just thought it was like a beautiful metaphor, honestly. Like, wow, we started off with Satan and towards the end we represented God. Not represent, because even the song is kind of like, sure, you had the title God did, but I don't know. I don't know. I think I, I do appreciate the mention of God. It doesn't say that. I do appreciate the mention of God. And um, cool, it is what it is. Let's talk about MILFs and end it from there. MILFs, um, there's another MILF show. <laughs> what is a MILF? Mothers, I'd like to book. That's what a MILF is. And there is a show on TLC called MILF Manor, which really sounds like a porn. Oh, my gosh. Uh, TLC got the weirdest shows. I don't watch that channel because it's just so strange to me. It's like a kinky ass show. You have shows of women who are 300 pound life. My 300 pound, I think it's a 600 pound, my 600 pound life. This woman cannot leave her house because she is 600 pounds. <laughs> this is horrible. And now she has a fucking show, dog. You have people with strange addictions. You have people who just just live interesting lives okay so now there's a show on tlc called milf manor it includes mothers in their 40s or 50s and they're looking for romantic interests in men who are in their 20s <laughs> and the catch is the catch spoiler alert i haven't watched it i don't plan on watching it but the catch is their sons are a part of this show and they're gawking at their moms for wanting to date young. Like, oh, come on, mom. Um, and then so you have just the dichotomy of, of son and mother sexuality. And ugh, it's just, I don't know. The lines, again, like we're blurring the lines between what's appropriate and what's inappropriate. This is inappropriate. I don't care how old you get as my child. You should not see me getting dolled up in sexy time with a, a partner, regardless of the partner being the same age as you. That's her business, right? That's her business. She wants to date young. I don't really recommend dating young. Um, yeah, that's no. And you know what's so weird about these young niggas? I had someone reach out to me because my birthday passed. Hello, I'm 30. I'm in my early 30s. I'm going to start not disclosing my age anymore. <laughs> I become one of them. And it's not to say I'm not proud of my age. I'm grateful for age because, you know, I'd rather be alive, right? So I'm grateful. I just, I don't feel like telling y'all niggas anymore, <laughs> right? How old are you? My age. That's how old am I? My age. So anyway, um, you know, my, so my birthday passed and sometimes, you know, with birthdays, random people will hit you up. And by random, I mean people who you don't talk to anymore. They will hit you up just with the excuse of saying happy birthday. And it's like, oh, just stop. We don't talk. <laughs> Boy, you didn't have, I would have been fine if I didn't hear from you. I would have been fine. Anyway, so this old guy, remember Church Bay? So Church Bay hit me up on some happy birthday so he's like hey Maxine I want to say happy birthday and he gave me emoji just like um what's it the birthday hat emoji so y'all I don't have his number saved I don't have his number saved anymore and I was I was looking at the numbers I'm like what 
I don't know who this person is. Oh my gosh, is it someone? Is it a real estate agent? Because I was recently looking at. I just sometimes I like to just go to open houses just to kind of manifest it and just look, see myself in it, and you know, just walk through it, right? And of course, with that exchange, you exchange your contact. And there was a realtor, this Asian guy. I exchanged a contact and whatever. So I thought it was him because I, I since deleted his number. So I'm like, oh, maybe it's just him. And I'm like, I don't think it's him. So I eventually mustered up the energy to be like, let me just ask him, you know, who is this? <laughs> so I asked I asked him, you know, you know, thank you. Cause I did say thank you for his birthday wish. And then he's like, um, what he say? So yeah, so he responded and he's like, Oh, it's it's Church Bay. He didn't say Church Bay, obviously, but he said his his real name. And he said from <laughs> and so he said he he introduced himself, he revealed himself. I'm like, oh fuck. And I said, fuck, because I know the type of time he's on. You open the door, the nigga will let himself in. Not even like, you know how you open the door? You say, oh, come in. No, no, no. You open the door, and then he just comes in. It's like, no, nigga, you got to wait until I say come in. Metaphorically. Anyway, so, (laughs) and I say that because I knew he was going to try to continue the conversation. And that's what he did. So I, I was like, um, yeah, so I said, you know, um, oh, my, I changed my phone, and, you know, that bullshit, that's excuse. No, I didn't. I just didn't save your number anymore, but. <laughs> so I'm like, and he doesn't listen, so I don't know. Whatever, if he does, he does. Hey. Um, <laughs> and this is why I don't tell people I have a podcast, because I'm talking about you. That's why I don't disclose. I am speaking about you. If you think it's about you, yes, it is. <laughs> that's why I don't someone reached out to me recently was like I didn't know you had a podcast I'm like yeah I, I know you didn't know I, I didn't tell you like <laughs> dang if you happen to catch it you catch it but like I'm not telling you for what anyway so um what happened so he um he responded He's talking on some, I think I, I since deleted it. Did I? Let me see if I can find it. I want to read it word by word. No, I deleted it. <laughs> yeah, I definitely deleted it. Because it's like, nigga, what the fuck? Stop. Um. No, anyways, I, I do remember. Okay, so I say the whole, I changed my phone and your contact didn't save. May I ask who is this? Um, and so he responded, said, oh, this is me. And I'm like, oh, hi, said name. And, um, well, thank you again for the birthday wish. That's it. Mind you, that is the ending, right? Like, if that's not an ending to you, what what is? And that's what I'm talking about, the door. When you open the door, niggas will be like, oh, let, let me come in. No, I'm just being polite. You know, I, I wrapped it up on that note. Well, thank you for the birthday. Well, thank you for the birthday wish. Okay? Th- thank you very much. So I said that, and he said, um, you're welcome. And how old did you turn? Question mark. Y'all, I looked at that. I'm like, 
you know, I suck my teeth so hard. This nigga, what the f- am I, I don't even, I'm not a stickler on being asked my age, but this speaks to his young ass. Remember Church Bay, y'all? The young ass nigga, the one time young guy, I was like, oh, I kind of like, um, until I didn't. But it just really speaks to his age. It's been two or three years since we've talked or since whatever. And for your young ass to still ask dumb questions like that. I mean, how old did I turn? What the fuck are you asking me that? Oh, how old did you turn? For what? For what? <laughs> I'm just trying to understand what the fuck. How old did you turn? My age. That's how, I, that's how old I turned my age. And then he spelled the your and you're welcome incorrectly. Talking about possessive your. What is this? Ah! Oh, my gosh. Uh, so stuff like that just really just irritates me. And I just, it was at that point I was like, yeah, uh, delete. So I didn't respond. <laughs> and that was that. But, again, it just speaks to what made you think that it was appropriate to then continue the conversation, right? I I said what I said. I said, what did I say? I said, well, thank you for the birthday wish. That's it, period. That doesn't mean, oh, well, let me just go ahead and ask you how old you turned. That's, what? That's not how you continue a conversation if you wanted to. Like, that doesn't make any sense. Why are you asking a grown-ass woman her age? Ew. Oh, older than you, nigga. That's how old I turned. Older than you. Still, yes, I'm still older than you. That's how old I turned. Oh my god, that shit irritates me. It's just like, and again, it speaks to his young age. Like, what young man? What man asked a woman her age? You know, actually, there's another man who did ask me my age, but. We was in a setting in which age was a topic or whatever. And right after he asked me, he was like, may I ask that? Is that all right? He at least said that. I just think, you know, there's some people lack couth. You know, have some couth. Anyway, that was a little (laughs) blast from the past. (laughs) Blast from the past. Okay, today has been a day. God bless. I hope that you consider becoming a patron to listen to the full episode of Friday's upcoming episode. And I will check with you all then. Be sure to leave a review, tell a friend to tell a friend, and make sure you are subscribed. Goodbye. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of God Built This Podcast with your host, Maxine. If you liked it, leave a review, share, and subscribe. God bless.